red button is records, that means we started. We're we're, we're going. Week is it, oh, is it thirteen? It's thirteen. I think that means bye weeks are over. Bad luck thirteen. I don't it's, get that. It's a uh, well, uh, it's unlucky. I I think it's a metal band. Um, I I don't really know anything about them. I'm just aware of them. I think the guy from Bad Luck Thirteen was the one who knocked out Danzig in that backstage video. Uh, I think I asked you this this weekend because we saw that show. Uh, was Danzig a creep? Oh, you know what? I don't know. I've actually never looked into it. I know that he is a is an asshole. Okay. He's uh, very difficult to deal with. Um, uh, and something that, that I think you would enjoy. A couple of years ago, Danzig was going to play, um, I think it was uh, a funny name for something that he would do, but Fun 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 Fest down in Florida. Yeah, nothing about Danzig strikes me as like overt I'm, fun. I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. I think that it may have been a different festival, but that's what I remember. And Danzig canceled. So the next day... Uh, Ted Leo went on stage as Danzig and uh, did Misfit songs in a wig. Yeah, okay. I, I've seen clips from that, actually. Yeah, yeah that's that that's that was really good. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like that a lot. That's very funny. <laughs> Wearing a wig. Did he uh, did he say I'm Ted Leo or he just like just went out there and started rocking uh, like Danzig? I, I haven't watched it in a while, but it was, it was clear what he's doing. But I I forget how he introduced it. I gotta watch it again. It's been a while. But uh, yeah, we went to go see Soul Patch. Uh, Soul Patch rocks. Soul Patch was great. Soul Patch is the guy from Every Time I Die, Keith, Keith Buckley. Keith Buckley. Uh, his '90s cover band that doesn't leave Buffalo, but they left Buffalo and they went two blocks from our house at St. Vitus. Not to dox us, I guess I just did. Well, we late. live a couple blocks away from St. Vitus, guys. Come and well, if if you listen closely enough to the show, you'll be able to sort of pin uh, down the things we talk about. You know, we talk about uh, last week. I mentioned Triangle O. It's a place, <laughs> so that's close by too. Here's the thing: you can you you can get a a, a somewhat uh, decent grasp of where we might be, but uh, you're gonna have to knock on a lot of doors or just wait out in the corner to find us if you want to kill us. And if you do want to kill us, do it. I don't care. If somebody just figured out where Triangulo was and figured out where Saint Vitus was, and then just waited in the middle, they'd definitely see us after a little while. Just waited on like. Just re- waited on that street, that main... I'm not going to give them any more information. <laughs> but, but waited on that street that they're both on, just right in between them both, like, the, they'd find us. They absolutely would. Maybe. I mean, you have to be out there a while. That's true. I don't leave the house. I try to not leave the house. But we did on we did it on Friday and got, went to go see uh, Soul Patch. <laughs> we left on Friday. And if you, wanted to, if you wanted to see us out at Soul Patch, guess what? You missed it. It was sold out. You couldn't even have gotten the door. I just, I really enjoyed, uh, I saw two of the Chapo guys, like, probably half a block behind me, walking to Soul Patch, walking to see it, and we walked past this place called Milk and Roses, and I heard the one guy go like, oh, fucking so cool, the two things I love so much, sounds great, Milk and fucking Roses. Uh, it's it's very funny, whenever, um, the when E1 was in town, uh, they heard about bakery with an eye and just lost it they hated it so much <laughs> they're so angry it's about, actually delightful about the, because bakery and then they found out that there were a bars named truce and torst that they're supposed to say truce and a torst and they couldn't stand that either <laughs> they're not wrong um bakery's delightful no it is it is truce and torst whatever i don't give a shit it is weird to go uh into any one place and then be like oh uh, uh like 11 people i follow on twitter are here who do not know me so i will just have to look at them awkwardly it is a bit uh it, it, it is an odd thing because and it's it's a very one-sided relationship where you uh you know listen to hours of uh, podcasts or twitch streams or whatever and then you're just like oh hey i know you and just like no you don't yeah, no, I don't. You don't can't. I, I, I've yeah, I've been inside your brain. I I understand your thought process, but you don't know who the fuck I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that but, brings me to a very salient point. Did, if you uh, see me on the street, feel free to tell me you like the podcast. I don't want to talk to anybody anyway. But if you start with a compliment, psh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, tell uh, when you like something that somebody does, uh, let them know. That's uh, it's important. Got to know that the uh, people are out there who who like what you're doing and aren't just um just pests yeah well see i 
I give the uh, the five bucks a month on Patreon to the stuff I like. So like, I don't feel like I have to go out there and say like, "Hey, I really like the podcast, Chapo guys." Like, they know they get the paycheck. <laughs> they yeah, well they're they're they also, don't know me by name, but like they get it. They're at a level of uh, they're well established enough that they they know that some people like it. Yeah, and they also are at the level where they don't need any one person, which is like my favorite thing about like. One of my favorite things Chris James does, where like once a week he'll get into a fight with somebody who's just like, "Well, I'm unsubscribing from the Patreon." He's like, "I don't give a fuck. I don't want your negative attitude here, you <laughs> piece of shit. Like, get out. I don't care." <laughs> and last week he said, "Oh, what am I gonna do without your four dollars?" Very patronizingly, he's like, "All right, that's funny." Exactly. Yeah, it does. Uh, it does sort of give you uh, while you are beholden to these people in a weird way because you can't lose all of them. Losing one of them is not a big deal. No. And so you you can give some pushback. You know, like working in a retail setting, like somebody who pulls like a, do you know how much money I spend here sort of thing? Like at some point you kind of have to be like, uh, like you gotta, you gotta cave to them in a way because they, they're, so most of the time they're right. Yeah. Um, but if you're capped at like four bucks a month, like you can just go fuck off. We do get some people who, um, who are just like I'm here all the time. I'm just like, well, I'm like your best customer, and like not not in any sort of fighting way. They're just giving themselves credit for that, and I just be like, no, you're not. I know <laughs> you're not my best customer. That you absolutely are not. I can tell you. I can tell you who spent over a hundred thousand dollars here. <laughs> it's not you. Just yeah, we're in New York City. Frequency that you you can't rely on just frequency because there are people who are much more rich than you, spending a lot of money at places that you go to all the time. Yeah. Just like we have customers who call and spend eight hundred dollars in thirty seconds, and they're not difficult. <laughs> they just like, oh, do you still have a case of whatever? Do you have a case of this? Do you have a case of that? Yes. It's like, all right, yeah, you can send those up there. Uh, put a put a uh, put a tip on it, and uh, just could it be here by like I don't know seven? Yeah, could great. Bye. Done. Yeah. And then you have come to my store and argue with me about one bottle of fucking wine. Yeah. Like, kiss my ass. Oh. Are you gonna find my mom her vodka? Yes. <laughs> tell the tell the people what she wants. Brendan's mother is looking for. It's in my notes app. A woman incapable of drinking liquor that tastes like liquor, and like I kind of get it because I'm not a hard liquor person, but like she really, it, like you go to her bar and it's a goddamn travesty. It's like Mickey Mouse has a bar. It's like vanilla this, raspberry that. There is no like actual liquor flavor. Uh, kettle Kettle One Grapefruit and Rose. Okay, so this is the second time roses come up as kind of like a, a flavor. What does rose taste like that everybody just like wants it so bad in their fucking I don't know. It's just give you a more uh, a floral sort of uh, aspect to it. It's like um, like how things uh, will have like a bunch of like hibiscus flavor or something. Milk and roses strikes me as a very like soft core pornography kind of thing. It's like this creamy white milk and these roses and the young nubile girl is in the bath with it. That's what that strikes me as. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't care for it. I've been in there. I also don't like saying the word nubile. No. That really made me cringe as I was saying it. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a fertile. lot of things like that that we just don't need. You see the Tom Izzo thing. I haven't seen it. I've I've heard some people. You about to see it? Okay. They go through it real slow. Generally, pretty fucked up. It's just like, and if you look at the the rundown, we got the the yeah, picture. Yeah, I saw the the picture of the. I think that the pictures make it look a lot worse than it actually was, but it wasn't good. No. Um, how do you how do you feel about getting that mad at a nineteen year old? You're not paying. Yeah, it's it's unnecessary, and I know that there's um that there are sort of different kind of uh, coaching styles, and I'm and I'm not saying um that coaches can't yell, but. You can definitely yell and be effective, but that was like like feeling like you can square up. 
Yeah, but basically threatening uh, uh, your your players. That's that's where a, a line is, is now crossed. You can't like wh- why you're going at. But by the way, Tom Izzo, uh, welcome to try to fight any of these guys because he'd get his ass beat and he deserves it. Oh, he absolutely deserves it. Uh, a lot of the people who commented on this sort of thing throughout the weekend, the crux of their thing was like, first of all, you had the classic wussification of America. It was like, is this the America we want to become? We can't, we can't, <laughs> we can't ball our fists up at our inferiors. We can't fucking shove children. No, he's not a child, but uh, look, you could you could say that all you want, but just like you think Steve Kerr coaches this way? No, he doesn't. And and you know, there's a reason. Man, I'm stealing this one from Shannon Sharp. But, yeah, there's a reason Bobby Bob Knight got fired as well. Yeah. Like this. Um, the other One of the other big cruxes of their argument is if Michigan State doesn't have a problem with it, why should you? And she's like, Michigan, Michigan State, State turns have a out problem the, with a lot of things. <laughs> there's a lot of things Michigan State should have a problem with that they don't. So, no, I'm not going to let Michigan State Athletic Department be the arbiter of what yeah. is right. Like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Of all people. Good lord. Imagine thinking that a year after Larry Nasser went to jail. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, if Michigan State says it's okay. Well, this is a, a yeah, a, not operating in any way out of their own self-interest. Um, And I just want to do a, a nice little shout-out. I don't want to run through the thread, but uh, this guy on Twitter, the Steven Ruiz, really went into it with Scott Van Pelt, like actual Scott Van Pelt. Yeah. About Scott Van Pelt's kind of like general, his thing was kind of generally Michigan State didn't have a problem with it. He didn't say wussification of America, but that was just, like, the general tone. Yeah. Um, and, like, he really made a, a statement on, like, accountability, and that's what Tom Izzo is doing. And he's like, no, you can be accountable to people without being violent, you know? Yeah, there's, uh, again, there, there's a lot of coaches who are not like this. And and I don't understand why um, the, he would get defended for this sort of thing when so many people are successful without doing it. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. And then, you know, maybe it's his coaching style, I guess, but like that uh, it's on national television. Yeah. Like like this guy is squaring up with a 19-year-old on national television and like what if the kid did not respond well to that? Who's wrong then? Yeah. Where he's balled up fist shoving him like in his face. They had to yeah. I mean, when the other players are like holding you back from uh, right. attacking the their teammate, and everybody was fine with it too. That was another big crux. Of the, if the players are fine with it, you know, but they it's don't, they don't have a choice. They don't have a choice, and if it's they what transfer, you get used if they to. Transfer, and, they have to sit out a year. Yeah, just because you've gotten used to the uh, ludicrous temple of your your boss does not make them any more right. No. Uh, yeah, so the Steven Ruiz, based on his, his comments on this, I followed him. I don't know what else, else he stands for, but you should follow him too if he's good about everything else like he is about this. Well, good. I love it when people are good. Uh, yeah, I don't like it when they're bad. The Steven Ruiz. All right, our next thing is, uh, well, I'm going to read the tweet and then I'll hang up and listen. It says, due to the outrageous misinformation and outright lies that continue to be reported and the constant request for me to comment, I will make a statement here. I'll hang up and listen, Mike. Mike Francesa on Saturday afternoon tweeted that out and then didn't say anything for three more hours. Did he ever? He did. What did he Unfo- what Unfortunately, it's just about contract negotiations and about whether or not um, there was going to be um, someone who would join the show with him and how there's just a lot, of, given the complicated nature of, um, I guess, with uh, Sirius Radio and the fan and the, the Mike's on app. Eight ninety nine a month. Oh my god, it's so expensive. Is he on every day? On the uh, Mike's on app? I don't know. I should get it. Yeah, <laughs> well, you could write it off in your taxes. I, yeah, exactly. This is <laughs> this is for the this is for work. This is <laughs> uh, the last time we had a podcast. My dad was like, "All right, do you have any write offs?" And I was like, "No." Wait, I split a soundboard and a bunch of XLR cables. Like he's like, "You're gonna write these off?" I, yeah, yeah. Basically, um, I I would try to write off anything sports related that we do from this point forward god uh, that's so cool <laughs> i don't know if like we, tickets and... yeah i don't know if we could actually I, I mean i don't know how much you actually have to well um all right so maybe this well, is hang on. stupid oh go ahead let me get let, let's get a labor lawyer in here to to let us know um or maybe not a labor lawyer but a uh, a lawyer a, a, a tax a ta- just a tax attorney um oh vince we could ask vince 
I'll bleep his name out, but we'll ask Vince. We need to know if we have to like incorporate or whatever, <laughs> so that we serious, could then huh? charge the stuff to the business because, like, <laughs> otherwise, it just it's still technically a personal expense. I, I like the idea of charging stuff to the business. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> this makes negative money a month. <laughs> yeah, feel free to just send me money on Venmo though. My Venmo is just my name. You, right. you feel like I'm working for for not enough money. You just you just send me that. And, you know, with the memo, Dismal Tide. Dismal Tide. Brendan, Dis- Venmo Brendan, $1,000. Well, it's that, or I'm going to, again, start just right-wing grifting on That's right. We're going to start selling brain pills. Oh, we should. That, yeah. We yeah, sh- let's just, like, soaps and water. Survival MREs. Oh, my God. Yeah. Survival MREs, this just, like, beef jerky we got at CVS Info- that we, like, triple the price of. InfoWars toothpaste? No, we have to have our own toothpaste. I'm buying the InfoWars toothpaste at some point. It's too funny to not get. And I know that you could be like, why would you give Alex Jones money in any circumstance if you won't even give Mikey Miles $35 for a hat? And uh, it's because it's, like, $8. Alex Jones' life is ruined. Um, and, uh, I want to have the InfoWars toothpaste because I think it's very funny. It's funny. It's, like, it's just kind of like the way we argued at the be or talked at the beginning about how, like, these guys don't need any one person. That's kind of like the same argument for the, giving Alex Jones eight bucks. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, if you want to laugh about it, are you ever going to use it? You get the InfoWars toothpaste, you, do you use it? No, I just keep the Or box. do you use it and just keep the tube? I, keeping a used toothpaste tube is bleak. I don't want to get into that. I want to. I would probably just have it. It would probably just sit on my desk somewhere. And people just go, what is this? Like, oh, that's InfoWars toothpaste. <laughs> Believe that? Oh. Yeah, this is going to be a grift podcast soon. We're just going to. It's going to be that show, uh, Hustle. Yeah. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to learn the hustle and uh, all that that may entail. All right, I am opening up a private browsing tab so that I don't get InfoWars ads all the time. And I'm going into the InfoWars store. I'm not going to narrate this entire thing. Um, so you can feel free to move on to the next subject. Oh, wait, we never really uh, finished up the Francesca thing. It, 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 and Because he ended up finally saying anything, there wasn't enough time for any real conspiracy theories to get off the ground. Uh, you know, we thought uh, there was the possibility that Mike was dead. Um, but, um, that, that something, uh, outrageous could have happened, but like, I'm, I'm pretty in tune with the Francesa world, not as much as many others, but, um, you know, if you follow like the, the, the fun house account, the, uh, back after this, uh, at back after this account, like, I don't like, follow that. I, I get, I, uh, I, I get plenty of Francesa news and no, and nobody knew what this was in reference to. I'm following back after this now. Follow. Beautiful. Didn't even know it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Next, we have a tweet from Politico. It says, Megan McCain said Trump lives a pathetic life, obsessing over her father and other political rivals, returning fire after the president lashed out against the late Arizona senator over the weekend. To which Shannon Sharp replied, and she'll still vote for President Trump in 2020. She can miss me with all this. And you said a while back that Shannon Sharp you actually kind of liked. And this is the second thing Shannon Sharp did this week that I also kind of liked. And you know what? Maybe I'm warming up to him. Because dead on. Like, shut the fuck up about Trump. You're just going to you're gonna say, it makes me sad to vote for him. But he, he's not a good man. But the, the morality of our country is going, yeah, that's what she's yeah. going to say as she votes for him. Um, all right. Big news. Uh, InfoWars toothpaste is on sale. Can I guess first? Thirteen ninety nine. It is not. It is in fact on sale for six dollars and seventy cents. Whoa! And I gotta say, Infowars Life Super Blue Non Fluoride Toothpaste. Oh, it's four ounces. Oh my God! It says recommended by Alex Jones on the front of the package. <laughs> you gonna buy it? You gonna buy it on air? Uh, As no. you mumble your credit card numbers, <laughs> I'm gonna mumble my credit card number. Eight, no thing. Seven one three four two. Well, that's just the first thing that I saw of interest in here. But I'm gonna keep looking for other uh, like protein bars, bodies, Alpha Power, Knockout, Silver Bullet, everything. Ultimate Bone Broth, Survival Shield. Bone. Oh, Bone Broth. Okay, I yeah. thought it was like to strengthen your bones. No, Bone Broth. I get it. Yeah. In our next, we have two Mike Trout related tweets. The first one is from Jason Stark. 
Uh, Jason Stark said, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, and Nolan Arenado. Uh, $1.32 billion worth of contracts for just four guys. The Tampa Bay Rays, total payroll in franchise history, $1.01 billion over 21 seasons. So four guys made more money than Tampa Bay has ever spent. Yep. <laughs> and that's – get rid of the Tampa Bay baseball team. Get rid of them. Go somewhere else. Uh, it's They don't appreciate them there as much as maybe they could. The stadium's not good. The management doesn't spend money. Where do we want to move this team to, though? Nashville. Put them in Nashville or put them in Vegas. That's true. Vegas did just lose the uh, the, the Mets AAA affiliate. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Oh, yeah, there is there is something to say about that. Yeah. Put them in Nashville. Put them in Vegas. Put them somewhere better than Tampa. You could move the Miami team, too. At least Miami is like a city that can st- sustain the baseball team, though. It's a big city. If they start winning, people will show up. Yeah, it, people don't go because why? Yeah, why would you go over the last, like, six or seven years? Like, doesn't make any sense. Who's the best Marlin right now? Uh, Who's the... God, Trevor Richard, maybe? The lefty starter? Maybe, like, Starlin Castro? Uh, they had a third baseman last year who popped for a little while, but I've, I think it was Brian Anderson was his name. Nobody, really. They traded JT Real Muto, who is, like, the obvious choice. Yeah. He's a Philly now. He's one of my boys. As I, I say that as I'm wearing a, a brand new uh, Bryce Harper t-shirt jersey that my brother got me. He's my son now. Bryce Harper is my baby boy. Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. I don't... Actual jerseys look kind of stupid, and I don't ever want to wear There's them. not really a lot of great times to wear them. No. Unless you're watching a game or doing a podcast. Yeah. I was wearing, uh, wearing my Pat Mahomes jersey during the podcast. Yeah, you did. For... To, for um, to cultivate uh, more podcasting uh, power and prowess. So I'm looking at these InfoWars seeds. They're called Patriot Seeds. Organic Seed Vault. Urban, organic Urban Garden. Culinary Herb Garden. Medicinal Herb Garden. Again, all these are on sale. Um, For how much? Alex Jones is trying to get money in his pocket. Like, let's lower these prices as far as we can go. Well, Organic Urban Garden is uh, marked down from twenty three ninety five to thirteen forty five. Whoa! Yeah. Now, um, we're got fifty percent off all Infowars Life free domestic shipping. Double Patriot points. They do have a points system. Double for, like, Patriot points. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you're gonna need to keep getting your toothpaste. Like these, Alex Jones is setting himself up as like you know Amazon. Personal protective gear. Air filtration, armored backpack, an armored backpack. When when finally your 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 uh, gun fantasy comes to fruition, and somebody uh, there's like an active shooter drill or somebody or like an active shooter or somebody is trying to like rob you in the streets. This that's so it can help you like live out that fantasy of of beating down the assailant. Ima- oh yeah. Imagine Alex Jones in an active shooter situation. And he's got his armored backpack out in front of him. And he's just, the guy's standing in front of him and just plugs the backpack with a bullet. But Alex keeps coming. And he plugs it with another bullet. But Alex just keeps on coming. And he finally gets to the shooter's face and just one punch in the right jaw. Just nice hook. Takes down the shooter. Everybody cheers Alex Jones' name. Now, toothpaste, $15 a tube. Beautiful. Uzi tactical glass breaker pen number eight in gunmetal. A glass breaker pen? Yeah, it's got like um, it's a pen, but it's got like that spike on the yeah, end of yeah, it, yeah. so you could shatter a car window if uh, if you need to. Everybody should have one of those in their car. Be safe. See, and that and that, these are just some of the great things you can get at the Infowar store using promo code the Dismal Tide. Save ten percent off your first purchase. <laughs> See how easy it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is a long-winded way to tell you that we sold out to Alex Jones, the only person who would have us. Look, they got coffee, as everyone does. They got the Wake Up America Patriot Blend, uh, which is a little... that That's so on the nose. If you were making a... a Wake Up America... Oh, good lord, you're right. Yeah, Wake Up America is really bad. (laughs) Immune support. Hey, sometimes we all need a little help. We all need a little immuno support. The next Mike Trout tweet, uh, at James Smith 261 Smith with a Y. That's a good tweet, so we can give out his Twitter handle, you know? All right. Uh, a reasonable aging curve from Trout's age 27 to 38 seasons has him putting up about 85 war over the next 12 years. That's Chipper Jones' entire career on top of what Trout has already done. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. So even at $430 million, the Angels are still only paying about $5 million per win. 
everybody wins. Good contract. Yeah, uh, I I have no problem with it. And you know uh, what? We know the money's there. We have to retract a bit of what we said about baseball, a little bit of it, because a lot of people got paid money in the last like ten days. Yes, everyone except for Jacob Degrom and Craig and Craig Kimbrell. Yeah, well, and Kim- I think there's still another like hitter or two out there, but like Kimbrell's impossible to look at. <laughs> he's tough to look at. You're right. No one wants him because he's too ugly. He's just and nobody. Nobody wants fair. to pay money for a closer. Poor guy. He's the best. You know, and he doesn't. He said he'd rather sit out a year than than take like a one year deal. He might be sitting out a year. Uh, Milwaukee just lost their clo- closer, um, Knable. And Milwaukee was linked to Kimbrell before they lost Knable. Kimbrell. So, Knable. I mean, it really smooths the transition. Knable. You don't even. Kimbrell. You don't even need to, like, you can just peel off the other level letters on the Knable jersey and just work around it. They both start with a K and end in an L. Oprah. Uma. What are you talking about? Uma. Oprah. I, I don't know what that is. It's uh, it, it's like when David Letterman hosted the Oscars in like 1993. <laughs> <laughs> Good, nice accessible joke for everyone. That's right. Uh, 1995, Letterman hosted the Oscars and did the uh, uh, Oprah Uma thing. How did it go? Not well. People didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I didn't. I mean, obviously, I wasn't watching. Yeah, it you at were the time. seven. I was seven, but um, but. Looking back on it, like, yeah, this is exactly what it should be. No one should be taking this seriously. Or, like, or what, we need Billy Crystal to come out here and do Jazz Man? Just racist. Well, uh, nobody hosted last year, and it went fine, it seems like. There's no controversy about how bad Seth MacFarlane sucks ass. And he does. And I bet, well, Seth MacFarlane, as we've said in the show, if he asks for a piece of your time, you just say yes and worry about the details later. Uh, you got the. There, uh, there are worse people. But he, you know, get that doc open. Okay, I'm still looking at um, uh, Infowars body wash. Because our next thing is from a news station in Alabama, uh, CBS 42 Studio. Alabama. I don't know what specific CBS affiliate Got this is. The weight on your shoulders. But it says Auburn wins the sex tournament. This uh, people loved this. This was pretty funny. Um. Yeah, this is. I, I really enjoyed that typo. Uh, I saw this everywhere. The, uh, saw this on highly questionable. I really enjoyed this. Um, I didn't feel the need to comment on it on Twitter. No, there's, there's, there's not really many jokes left to make at this point. I kind of no. I actually didn't see this till like uh, yesterday or the day before because Auburn just won and there's like Auburn wins this and Auburn also wins the sex tournament and I was like, what? And I was hoping it was like some in earnest story about like some shitty thing that somebody at Auburn did. It was like, no, just a. Innocent mistake. Nope, just missed by one letter. They they sit right next to each other on the on, on the keyboard. You know, hearing hearing the news people uh, from the CBS. It may have station. autocorrected. Who knows? Oh boy, that's funny. Um, hearing the news people from the CBS station like explain exactly like everybody knew what happened. Everybody knows that X and C are next to each other, but just like making them say it was pretty funny. And she's like, "Why? How does this happen?" She's like, "Well, you know, every time I try and type, the one guy says like almost every time I type in SEC." Uh, I type in sex, and, you know, I, I just catch it, and you know what? All right, can you buy a, a sex tournament champion shirt on Barstool or the oh Chive? Barstool Sports Sex Tournament. It feels more Chive than it feels Barstool, but it could be either. Um, What is this? No, this is from last year. I'm not even going to start reading Barstool headlines that aren't that aren't exactly related to what we're talking about. Uh, let me just try it again with Auburn at the end. Maybe that'll do it. Nah. No, nothing on Barstool. At least they're talking about the right thing on the chive, but I don't see any shirt. That would have been cool. Oh, no, Google did the same thing. Uh, did you mean chive, sports, tournament, Auburn, shirt, SEC? I was like, no, I meant sex this time. This time I meant sex. This time, hey. Um, Thank you, though. All right, and the next thing we have is this absolute nightmare of a jacket that Don Cherry is wearing. That's This is not that uncommon. He dresses like this all the time. Most of the intervention that he needs is to be put in the damn ground. His It's like a, he's wearing a suit jacket that looks like it's like pink, purple, and black, and it's just like it strikes me as like the galaxy. It looks like the galaxy. I find the collar more upsetting. That's the collar, the Brian Colangelo collar. Like that is the get a new slant uh, 
large collar thing. Like <laughs> that is the collar. That collar is fucking. In, that is a five inch tall collar. It looks like a Dracula. It's unbelievable. Where do you even find a shirt with a collar like that? And that fat tie. It just like immediately opens up. He does like the, that Fred Flintstone he, shit. He does this all the time, though. This is his thing. He's like a loathsome uh, Clyde Frazier. Is he? Is he a hockey guy? Yes. Is he a specific team or is he like national? Or? No, he's a national uh, analyst. He, um, he he's just one of those. Uh, despite the way that he dresses um a sort of play the game the right way asshole doesn't like the european players not to be trusted they're not tough enough all things like that okay he uh his worldview is um extremely dated and um he has no business talking about uh, hockey on television at this point i that collar is unbelievable like it's it's amazing to me that colangelo got shit for his collar which was genuinely a pretty normal collar <laughs> So we are going to start with Noah Syndergaard, mm-hmm. who gave a pretty frank interview. And I thought this was going to be like when I read the transcript first, I thought it was going to be like some one-on-one interview with like an actual like reporter. But no, he was just like fielding any question that reporters had at like a normal ass media day. And uh, I, I thought the stuff about the travel schedule was a little more telling than the the, the Degrom contract stuff because like doesn't matter. I didn't think they were going to resign Degrom. Mm. What does he have? A year left, Degrom. Yes. So this is his last year, right? Um, unless they can figure something out. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna. I, I don't know why I, I, um, letting him go, uh, for free, doesn't seem like it's. So maybe they trade him if they they're not in it. They're in a pretty competitive division. They but may the, not be in it. But the the rental market, you know. Uh, ain't what it was. Like you look at the end of last year, nobody really got anything for uh, guys at the deadline. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, they'll uh, he'll make three hundred million dollars in the open market next year, though. Hmm. Thoughts on uh, Degrom's contract extension? Again, this is Noah Syndergaard saying this. I think Jake's the best pitcher in baseball right now. I think he deserves whatever amount he's worth. I want them to keep him happy, so when it does come time for him to reach free agency, he stays on our side pitching for the Mets. I just think they should quit all the fuss and pay the man already. Uh, does it send a message one way or the other? I think so, yes. Because of what you see and what's going on in baseball right now, there wasn't a trend of other guys getting contract extensions. Then I don't know what the circumstance would be. But you see Chris Hale, Verlander getting extensions. I think it's time Jake gets one, too. Are you surprised it's taking this long? Yeah, he's really good. Exactly. He's really good. He's a great teammate. I don't get it. What about your own situation? Could, you get, could that get addressed soon? No, not yet at least. So that's that's uh, Noah Syndergaard on Degrom, and he's correct. This is the Mets thing. Do they want him? For, he's not going to sign a short term deal. Um, I think that they should give him literally whatever he wants. So, like a Manning Machado contract, you'd be cool with three hundred twelve years. Not my money. Yeah, right. Um, I love that viewpoint. It's not my money. I don't give a shit. That's why I don't care that the Phillies gave Bryce Harper a decade and a half. I get that there might be a line where it's just like, all right, if you give Degrom. $700 million, like, all right, maybe that's excessive because maybe that is finally once you've hit a point where you couldn't pay anybody else. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's not like they're spending huge anywhere else. And uh, Cespedes is coming off the books this year. Yeah, and I think uh, Cespedes, once this contract is over, I I think they'd be happy to see him go because oh, just yeah. w- the, it's just not reliable with the injuries. And he, um. Yeah, he's getting no. He's giving the Mets like maybe five good months. Yeah, and when he's great, he's great. But um, it's just not that often because he's just been out a lot. And now it is a lot of that because of um, extreme extreme negligence on behalf, on part of the Mets medical staff. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps. Yeah, is he hurt right now? Um, yes. Oh God, he's still making it, his. It his just way says back. Mets outfield outfielder wants to return this season. <laughs> like Jesus. 
whoops, it's February. Yeah, what's what, his deal? Um, it, it maybe it is not, three months. It's not, it, it has been marked. You've made this mistake twice now. What? You've said that you uh, yesterday. You said it was February. It's March twenty fifth. Yeah, I don't know. Why. No, no, this article was written in February. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, this oh, article boy. from the New York Post was uh, underwent surgery to remove calcifications from both heels. Both heels. Yes. Not great. Well, the first surgery was on August second. The last one was October twenty sixth. Yeah, he's hurt. Jed Lowry got they they opted instead of going for more pitching depth they wanted more infield depth and went and signed Jed Lowry who now has some mystery condition and there's no timetable for his return. Did they need Jed Lowry? Um, who's who's playing first? Yeah, let me take a look at the Mets depth chart. Alonso's gonna end up playing first. That's the uh, that's the kid, right? Yeah, the new big bat. He's mashing. Wilson Ramos, he's good. He's good. Oh. Uh, mm. They actually have three pretty good catchers. Wilson Ramos, I, I, I still think Travis Darno is pretty good, but yeah. he can't stay healthy either. And nor can Devin Mezzarocco, but he could do. He's been he's gotten hot in like a real serious way in the major leagues before. Yeah, he's an all star at one point. Um, what happened to Darno? I think he got like didn't he get some freak injury? I don't remember. I, I feel like he hurt his knee. Yeah, I, I don't remember what happened to him though. But he was he was like hitting before he got hurt. Uh, first base, this site, uh, MLB.com lists uh, Todd Frazier at the top, but it's it's going to be Alonzo or Dominic Smith, right? Uh, it's going to be Alonzo. Dom- Dominic Smith is... is Isn't he a big prospect, too, for them? Uh, wait, no, he's getting Tommy John right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's done. Uh, Cano, decent second baseman. That's fine. How much is left on his contract, though? Cano, I don't know. He's going to be playing until he's 40. Yeah. He's 36 now, I think. Uh, and then, yeah, Jed Lowry's the backup. They don't... Yeah, I guess Jed Lowry at third base. Not a very great third baseman. Like, I'm sure he can field fine, but, like, you're just hoping that Jed Lowry gets... Jed Lowry getting hot is him finishing as, like, the ninth, second or third baseman in, like, a fantasy scoring kind of deal. Yeah. He's not, like, a game changer. No, but he's a, he's a solid player. Yeah, he's he's fine. He can hit. I mean, he, if he, you look at him two years ago, everybody had given up on him. So, like, he could just as easily flash back to that. I feel he could just as easily flash back to like just everybody giving up on him two or three years ago. Yeah, because I think last year he kind of came out of nowhere and had like a good season, but the year before he was he was yeah not he's, good. he's unsigned for a while. Uh, let's see, last year, last year he hit a two he hit a two sixty seven eight oh one OPS. How many home runs do he have? He had like twenty something. Twenty three. Yeah, he was fine. He was two sixty seven twenty three home runs from a guy that you get for basically free. Yeah, it was good. Uh, if, you, if you can repeat that. We got uh, Conforto, Ligaris, and Nimmo. People are really going nuts about Conforto this year. Some people have said he's going to hit 40 home runs. He better. Uh, Nimmo, Godchild, the Dismal Tide's favorite player, Brandon Nimmo. He is. Juan Ligaris sucks. He's a good fielder, but he sucks. And the backup center fielder is Keon Broxton, who might honestly end up as the center fielder. Because, again, Juan Ligaris sucks. Keon Broxton's not really great. He's not really great either. I feel like the ceiling might be a little higher with him than Juan Lagares, though. Extremely uninspiring trade that was. Who did they trade for Keon? Uh, Nobody. Nobody. Well, they got nobody in return. Yeah, so that's fair. People also very high on Zach Wheeler, the uh, the number three in the rotation. Yeah, Wheeler. Yeah, he got all those injections in his stomach to strengthen his bones, and now he's ready to go. My my bird-boned boy is ready to play baseball. Uh yeah, the Wheeler and Mats had a good strong end to uh, last season, and um, I I think re- the Mets' entire season was wasn't nearly as bad as people remember, with the exception of the month of June, I think, where they won three games. If you get rid of that, it was all it was okay. That's the Mets. Um, Wheeler and Mats will we'll see what they can actually do for a whole season and whether or not they've like sort of uh figured it all out because they've both shown plenty of promise i think wheeler could do it wheeler also pitched in that game where the mets lost i like uh like 22 nothing to the nationals oh i forgot about i think that. he gave up uh he gave up like nine runs in the first and then they said they, they were sending him for an mri and i said like this is the equivalent of um like looking at your glove after you drop a ball like just <laughs> it's the, it's the, the, the this is the medical equivalent of that or if you trip and you got to go back to where you tripped and like just look and <laughs> look at the turf uh we're gonna i'm gonna talk about the beginning part of this syndicard interview now to keep this moving we got uh speaking of getting out of here you're going dot 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 and syndicard responds with 
Where are we going again? We're going to Sarasota, then to Syracuse, and then you'd think we go to New York to get, as adults, our things in our affair in order. But no, we've got to go to Syracuse first. You're a big fan of that schedule. I don't know whose idea that was, but it's not a smart one. I don't think that's conductive for winning baseball games, really. That much travel. I mean, I'm sure the amenities in Syracuse aren't the best for a Major League Baseball team to go up there and have the one last workout before the regular season starts. But those kind of decisions are above my pay grade. Do the other guys feel the same way? Absolutely. Did you voice that at all? We tried, but it doesn't really do much. Have you ever been to Syracuse? Never been. Looking forward to it. Not even the slightest. Plus, you've got a long bus ride to Sarasota. Can't forget that. Thanks for reminding me. It's great. I can't wait. Makes a lot of sense. So they're in Fort St. Lucie right now. Mm-hmm. They have to drive a three-hour bus trip to Sarasota to play a spring training game. And then they have to drive to Tampa to take a flight to go to Syracuse to not play a game where the Syracuse uh, just, well, as we've talked about on this yeah. podcast, the Mets had the dumbest AAA team in the world in Las Vegas. Anybody they wanted to call up had to fly 2,500 miles to get to the I don't stadium. know if anyone's triple team, AAA team were further away. I, no, I don't think so either. Uh, so they moved the AAA team to Syracuse, and they're having a workout. They're not playing a game in Syracuse. They're having a workout. Yep. And then they're just like staying there for the weekend and leaving from Syracuse to go to Washington to start the season. Yeah. Which is fucking stupid. So can't check your so you can't go back and check your mail. Can't check your mail. Can't see your kids until the for like like the season's about to start in earnest, and you're gonna have me in a hotel and like I'd be pissed that I don't make twenty million dollars a year. Yeah, stick me in fucking Syracuse, you piece of shit. For no reason. For no reason, we're gonna go there and work out. If there's a game there, like fine, I guess I get it. If we're like we're gonna go there, the Mets are gonna play the AAA Mets. Like fine. That's not what's happening. No. They're all just having their normal, like, Syndergaard is going to be active for an hour, but he's got to be there for, like, three days. Yeah, just wasting time, just getting stretched out. You are correct to be upset. Our next little bit here from Athletes Online uh, comes from Cam Newton. Uh, Cam Newton is, a uh, he's giving up busting for Lent. It's not for Lent, but he's giving up Boston. No more climaxes, as he said on James Corden's show. Oh. No more climaxes. And he was not, on. Ugh. And he, 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 he framed it as like, I'm trying to challenge myself every month this year. I'm coming back from shoulder surgery, and I'm trying to challenge myself to stay sharp. He went vegan in February. He, he did something else in January. I, for, I forget what he did in January. But in March, he's not going to come. And uh, he was on a panel with Dave Boreanaz, and Dave Boreanaz, Angel from Buffy, was really he really dug into him a bit. And I think he made a pretty good joke when he was talking about how he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna take care of himself in March at all. And Dave Boreanaz says, "Well, you could have done that in February. February is twenty eight days." It's hard to get behind anything that even comes close to uh, no fab, no fab, just because like people on Reddit are animals, and anything that they endorse like that um, can't actually be good um that's some uh, proud boy nonsense um it, it you could also just keep it to yourself you could keep it to yourself you well could... i can't wait for the first bad game that cam has so oh, a reporter yeah. can ask him if he came this week he's like no i did i i came they uh they're gonna get to ask him if he had sex this week after he has bad games or after honestly after every game it's always applicable He's like, you threw for 400 yards and rushed for two touchdowns and threw for three. Did you come? Yeah, I... I absolutely did on Wednesday afternoon. I don't like it. I support um, I support him going vegan, though. I think that's always helpful. Uh, I feel like um, there's there's plenty of uh, uh, proteins out there that are... Especially if, you're, uh, if you have the means of Cam Newton and can afford dietitians and uh, personal chefs... Um, I, I think you're going to find yourself being uh, plenty uh, satisfied. He he was talking about the hard parts of veganism, and that was just like it's really hard to eat on time because like like if if it's dinner time or it's like late and you haven't eaten, and it's like nine p.m. and you're vegan and you don't have anything in your house, you're fucked. Yeah, that that is the big part. Every time that I try to do it, <laughs> um, it, that's what always gets me is that I end up um, not planning enough. I have no problem with people going vegan. It's good everybody who I know who's gone vegan feels better and seems to be healthier. I can't see myself giving up meat, though. Um, I, I think that you can keep eating meat 
and just like cut out all the processed foods and the added sugar shit. Yeah. And you'll probably feel pretty healthy as well. Yeah, I think that's that's also a big part of it. Um I, I think if just just cutting out red meat would probably make people feel a lot better. Um it's also very tempting if you're vegan to just eat garbage all the time because there's a lot of like vegan just trash that you can uh, load up on or even or even uh, if you're just um no actually vegetarian or vegan um you find yourself where just uh you replace it all with carbs and you uh just have a pasta specific diet or bread specific diet and then uh and then it's trouble yeah uh, well overindulging on any one thing is always bad and if you hamstring yourself by saying you're vegan and you don't know what you're doing yeah you have to it actually takes planning to do it properly uh i was looking at the quarterback tiers though and cam newton is currently at the the eighth ranked quarterback via fantasy pro fantasy pros quarterback tiers who are you talking about um come on you can do it jared goff say jared goff are we talking about are we talking about um Terrell Owens, that's my quarterback. There you go. That was better than Jared Goff. Uh, he is a the eighth-ranked quarterback at the end of Tier 2, and you know what? I'm jumping him up. I'm putting him equal with Deshaun Watson, the number four quarterback. I think I think uh, no Fab Cam is going to come in like gangbusters. All right? That's what I think. I think it's going to be Mahomes, Rodgers, Luck, Watson, Cam. Ahead of, he's ahead of Wilson now for me. He's ahead of Breeze. He's ahead of Ryan. He's ahead of Baker. Hit your wagon to the star, baby. Well. Hot take. Hot take. The former MVP is going to. Jared Goff down number number 11. Yeah, well, he's probably, that's probably still too high for him. I have a, I have a feeling that the Patriots exposed them a bit. And uh, next season might not be quite as easy. Ben Roethlisberger's 12, and he can fuck right off. He's not going to be the 12th ranked quarterback next year. That's right. And I think Carson Wentz is better than 14th. And I think he was still kind of hurt last year. But my boy's Baker this year. He's my he's my dynasty quarterback. I live and die with Baker Mayfield. Go Baker. Uh, we got another shitty tattoo. Devontae Green of Indiana has the unlimited ammo cheat code tattooed to his arm from Grand Theft Auto. There's probably a way to do this that isn't as ugly as the way he did it. I agree. Yeah, it's because shooters shoot. By the way. Uh, yeah, I've heard uh, I've heard Jay Serrano mention that uh, once or twice. <laughs> He, I think he mentioned it this fucking week, yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there. I don't have a lot to say about his tattoo. Not good. Move on! Yeah. Uh, no, we're going to skip that. One, two, three, four. just like picked up a couple themes for show more reply this week and i didn't really try and keep it in one sort of general thread it was just like in response to noah Syndergaard posts we had uh way to turn off baseball fans in syracuse another me me modern mlb player who cares about the grassroots of baseball i'm in the bigs be an ambassador for the game it won't hurt you what are the grassroots of baseball in syracuse uh, who fucking knows i well apparently they're they've had a team there for a while but, like, if they've had a team there for a while in some fashion, isn't the grassroots of baseball in Syracuse fine then? Well, he's not even going to play there. You're not even going to get to see him. <laughs> no, he's not. It's a practice. They're having, we're talking about practice, Mike. Uh, amen, Bob. I love, the, I love the game, but it's on life support. But Noah didn't realize that or care. He lives inside a very small world and a wealthy world. Great. Just pitch and shut up. He should shut the fuck up and pitch. Oh, stop crying. Man child. <laughs> oh, did he have to did he have to take a long bus ride? Shut up. Shut up, Noah. You're a you're S pro ball player making millions. Get on the fucking bus, asshole. You see like, like these are the people that are gonna complain that they spent fifty eight dollars for a ticket and uh Syndergaard only made it through the third inning and the Mets lost nine one. Yeah. Like these are the first people to complain on Twitter about that. Dude talks a lot. Shut up and try pitching for an entire season. Did they hide this on their schedule until now? Stop. It's just like they complained about it to management. 
management ignored them. Now he's complaining about it slightly more publicly. It's like, just because just cause an annoying thing has been on your schedule for three months doesn't mean you can't complain about it when it actually also, becomes a problem. like, what do these people do for a living? What do they complain about at their jobs? A lot of people said, oh, would he like to work a day for me and I'll go work a day for him? Dude, nobody wants you. You're 58 and fat. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, no, I would, I would love to see you try to uh, go out and, and pitch against the Dodgers, dude. Do it. Here we go. I'm sure the amenities in Syracuse aren't the best for a major league baseball team. That was the direct quote from Noah Syndergaard. Boo hoo! Tebow will start the season here, but you can't hear. Him, but you don't hear him whining. Get a haircut, you big baby. There we go. Let's let's bring Tebow into this. Please spare me. Oh, here's one for a guy who's done so little. He talks as if he's got rings and awards. He's a man child. He carried that team to the World Series. Uh, yeah, as I believe Anthony Decomo pointed out, uh, Noah Syndergaard is the only uh, Mets player to win a World Series game in the last 32 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, this guy likes to remind everybody it's a marketing trip. Uh, maybe they're not getting paid enough, LOL. Be a little more, be a little more grateful, please. That one hurts me. Be a little more grateful. <laughs> Has he ever been to Syracuse? It's about growing the game, Noah. You know, so teams can afford paying millions to grown adults for playing games. Ugh, good lord. Yeah, that's uh, that's the Noah Syndergaard-related uh, posts. Um, yeah, they're all... all they're all the same. This guy just like, can't believe... Like, they think that they're going to Syracuse to like, talk to kids in schools. And some guy just keeps going like, no, it's because the Mets' new minor league team is there. This is a marketing trip. Right. And yeah, I know that like, one. Yeah, Go ahead, keep going. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of kids will go to that practice. They're like, maybe the closest they'll ever get to MLB, but they'll buy the gear and be fans of the Mets for years to come. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's, <laughs> it's a marketing trip. It's to sell hats. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's to sell hats in fucking Syracuse. When it turns out that, like, they're going to get big name Major League Baseball players there throughout the year as they go on rehab, and if it's anything like the Trenton Thunder. Exactly. Like it'll be, that's, it'll that's, generate yeah, buzz. That's what'll get the people out to see him. Not this thing in the end of March. It'll be when someone has to have a, when Syndergaard has a rehab start there, and we'll see who refuses to go see Noah Syndergaard pitch in Syracuse for a rehab start because of what he said. <laughs> yeah, no, none of them will. Uh, ESPN's tournament challenge, the other March Madness thing, uh, broke uh, about two hours before the tournament started, and people started losing their mind. And I enjoyed that. It, uh, we had Ian Price who said, I love ESPN, sent out a 20-minute warning for brackets, and their website and app immediately crashed. What a joke of a company. We never – well, we're getting back right into, like, the perfect time for annoying fantasy sports players. Because oh, yeah. uh, the most annoying fantasy sports players are the baseball people because it's so long. Um, but I definitely uh, intend to have show more replies stuff where it's, like, a fantasy guy who's just talking about something from his life who's, like – my daughter, blah blah blah, with this, the blah blah. So we got her that, and then a commenter is like, "Story or uh, story or cigar this weekend? Who do you think?" <laughs> just like he's not going to answer that. <laughs> those are those are the most annoying comments I think on Twitter. Yeah. Um, we got your basketball bracket pages are so broken, so many links that lead to incorrect pages. I can't even get to my group to see if my members have submitted brackets. Can you please fix this? The next guy been trying to use ESPN to fill up my bracket for forty five minutes, and the site is broken. LOL. Last time I used Espen for anything. Don't you, do you like that Espen yeah. joke? You remember that? Got really good dig in there. The ESPN bracket challenge lets me submit a final score of eighty to eighty, which is an impossible, which is impossible because there would just be more overtimes until the tie is broken. Well, like also submitting an eighty to eighty scores, you can that can yeah no be feel, to your advantage. Yeah, feel free. It, no, it can be to your advantage because it's just like how far away you go from each score. So if the game is eighty two seventy six. You did a pretty good job predicting the score. It's it's not gonna say hey you submitted a tie like you're not gonna get a dead on then you fucking idiot yeah say eighty one eighty but like it's still not a bad thing it's not a bad strategic thing that you did no thanks at ESPN for being broken and not letting me submit my mom and dad's brackets <laughs> my poor parents they're not gonna have brackets this year mm. Mm. Uh, but the next thing and I believe our final reply is nope second to last was my favorite thing from this weekend. It was Will Ferrell goes to visit the L.A. Kings. And I think it's funny to put this in show more replies because there fucking were none. Everybody is so tired of Will Ferrell's shit. 
with Ron Burgundy that when a thousand media sources quote tweeted whatever it was from the NHL that had Ron Burgundy doing the game, nobody had fucking a single word to say about it, which is amazing to me on Twitter. Um, yeah, it's weird that there'd be no tweets about it. It was like nothing. I do, um, yeah, someone else made this observation, but said that, uh, Ron Burgundy is a less funny American version of Alan Partridge, um, which I agree, especially considering that, like, the commentary that he was doing was basically the same stuff that people had been quoting when they did Alan Partridge USA 94, uh, <laughs> near 25 years ago, um, like that, like um, him j- just like yelling, uh, the the stuff that he was yelling is like, put uh, what what's the one? Yeah, put that baby to bed without a diaper. Like it's that's that sort of thing, is like that's the Alan Partridge, uh, stuff that people have been quoting like every World Cup year, for twenty five years. We're gonna we're gonna let's do it right now. We got the highlights of Will Ferrell. And we are about to begin the second period. Why don't we take it away, gentlemen? It turned down to the ice. Yes. You and I uh, shared a couple of uh, Molson's. That classic burgundy joke. I only had one. You only had one. Nope. Where and he's now called. Go, King! Shouting at the crowd. Go, Nobody's laughing at any point. He can't even make the announcers laugh. Come on, people! You don't mind if I bite into this burrito oh, right now, right? do you? Oh, my God. When does the kiss cam start? Oh, that's, I don't know. You know? It'd be something like this. Kopitar with the puck. He dribbled, he skates up the ice and says, Shot on goal! He scores! Put that baby to bed without a diaper! For those of you at home, we've had to stop action on the ice several times. Feral cats have have run onto the ice. They killed the penalty! Yes! Just shoot! Oh, well, they don't have the puck. It's the first time I've ever been on the kiss cam. This is one of the greatest nights of my life. I got to kiss a burrito. You got to kiss a burrito on the kiss cam. That was I did not cut that off early. That was just where the clip ended. Um, so we got some comments on the only place where I could find anyone to talk about this. Where do you think it was? All the fucking pigs on Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report, LMAO. Just imagine if Ron was on Monday Night Football or ESPN NBA playoff game and then the laughing crying emoji because this guy thought this was actually funny. Vern's 24. Dox these people on fucking Bleacher Report. I want Bleacher Report. Yeah, imagine him doing that bullshit during the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> oh my god, Jesus Imagine, uh, Imagine Rockets Warriors and he's doing this. Uh, and then this guy, Soda Pop Bob, jumps in and says, it's sad to see a good comedic actor soil his name by desperately clinging to an already played out role. The podcast is awful, and this is cringeworthy, and if all of it was ever going to be done, it should have been much sooner than 15 years later. It's a great movie and and a legendary character, but there's a reason the production had a script. Improvised Ron Burgundy is bad. Fair criticism. Fair criticism, except that last sentence, because the whole movie was pretty much all script. But, like, completely valid, all of that stuff. At least it had a plot. I understand what he's saying. Yeah. Um, so many people got so mad at Soda Pop, bro. You mad, bro? Uh, I know it's him. LOL. Uh, oh, no. Sorry. That wasn't to him. Shh, be quiet and let people enjoy things. Thanks. Uh, he was like, did you really fucking enjoy this? Um, I really like the guy camped out. He said he was from Sacramento, right? And then somebody else like an hour later was like, no, it's San Diego. <laughs> Got to help you out. Thank you. Thanks, bro. Uh, shut the, to Soda Pop Bob. Shut the fuck up, you troll. Ron is a legend. He was having fun. Ron is a legend, by the way. Not not Will. Uh, don't fuck it up for the rest of us who have a sense of humor. He wasn't there to make a movie. It was all for fun and a joke. At Soda Pop Bob, a large chunk of the original was improv, but I think you're just salty. Uh, and then there's the guy reminding him that it was in San Diego. <laughs> Classic shit. One guy called it biblical. Oh. Biblical. Should I call you screwed? Just like... These are the people who are just happy to be entertained. Just like, I'm happy somebody's making an effort. Just clapping seals. <laughs> uh, Jack Allison calls it the, I don't know if he calls it that, but he always just says, just like, comedy now is, I seen that. And he's like, it's just like something you recognize on television, something you've seen before. All of SNL is just like, oh, Alexandria Acosta, no, you're meme Cortez. I seen that. And it's just this, just like, oh, Anchorman, I seen that too. I seen that. Go yeah. watch Jack A.M., Jack Allison. Also a good follow on Twitter. Um, this played out role can positively affect more people in one 30-second segment than your trolling ass could do in a lifetime. Stay classy, Bob. 
I missed that one. Thank you for saying that one. That was one of my favorites as well. Uh, yeah, Bleacher Report is a toilet. And I'm going to flush every week, buddy. I'm going to keep going back. It's the only place where you can find actual commentary on dog shit like this. <laughs> Everybody on Twitter was above it. some tweets for you guys this week. I'm excited about both of them. Alright, our first one is the more recent one. Uh, and I don't really have a video to play in the background for you, I'm sorry, but the next one I do. But we had uh, Sophie Turner at the New York Rangers game who was put on the, the celebrity deal when there's celebrities at the game. They yeah. put her on camera. And when they put her on camera, in her left hand she's holding a jewel. In her right hand she's holding a big glass of red wine. I'm sorry, just a standard glass of red wine. Yeah. Big. And as soon as the camera goes on her, she just dabs like three times. And that's when you can see the jewel. And then immediately chugs her 90% full glass of wine. Chugs it. And then just like puts her hands up, celebrates, and the camera goes off her and everybody loses their shit. And it was so fun and wholesome. It was just like... It, yeah, I mean, I guess it's hard to describe anyone chugging wine as wholesome in a way. But it just, uh, as far as, uh, it's, it is good fun, All uh, yeah, nothing else. good fun. And she's an adult. She's allowed to chug her yeah, wine. Yeah, she can chug her wine if she wants. Um, you can call that irresponsible, but, like, she's not driving home. I think that more people should do that sort of thing. I think that there should be some sort of rule where if you're harassing a celebrity or a celebrity goes on camera, if they chug their drink, you have to turn your camera off and stop filming them. I think that should be a rule. I don't know why when more celebrities are asked troublesome, problematic questions, they don't just chug their drink, spike their cup, and walk away. I would love it. Should be more of that, yeah. I would really love it. And now, Mike, the one I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is from Zion Williams. It's not from Zion Williamson, but he is prominently displayed in this. Um, we got so the tweet itself says Zion Williamson. Oh my god, I didn't even realize it's from uh, Barry McCockiner. Yeah, great, thanks. Fuck. Well, it's funny either way. I won't. I won't read the tweet though. But it's uh, we got a laptop and somebody's filming Skype on their laptop with their phone. And Zion Williamson is laying on his bed, uh, on Skype. And here we go. This is what he says. He's talking to his girlfriend, presumably something like that. Hi, handsome. Hello, beautiful. Hi. Why are you so handsome? Why are you so beautiful? I'm not. Oh my God! Stop. I almost hung up. You stop saying that. You're beautiful. <laughs> if you didn't eclipse a bit at the end, he says, I almost hung up. You're beautiful. Stop saying that. Stop. <laughs> <sighs> this is it's my favorite wholesome tweet we've ever had. I don't. Hi, hi, handsome. I'm so glad that, like, anything that when I was, like, 19, it, like, any conversation like that wasn't recorded. Oh, God. I, yeah. Oh, it's so fun. I almost hung up. You know you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Stop. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. It's... <laughs> I love this tweet so much. Or this video. I, I'm sure I could have gotten it somewhere else, but whatever. Yeah, I just... Uh, like. It's funny. It's I, I do feel it's just... I don't know why that sort of thing needs to be posted. As it's just... It's clearly... It's not... It's not meant to to be out in 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 the, in the public <laughs> domain. Yeah, I don't know why she posted that. I don't know why she would post that because it doesn't. Ma- it ma- first of all, it makes you both sound dumb. <laughs> oh my god! Stop! I'm not. I don't know. It is, but it it's uh, it is very wholesome. It, it's just just a beautiful, beautiful post. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the show then, isn't it? Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Check out. Wade jams on Spotify. He Thirteen weeks theme. in a row undefeated. Yeah, Wade jams on Spotify. He does a yep. theme. Mm-hmm. Ask him to make you a theme. I'm sure he'd love to do it. 
Just pay him like we paid him. It'll be great. That's right. Um, what else? He's Mega Clang. That's Mike. Mm-hmm. I am Patent Branding. That's on Twitter. Uh, look up the Dismal Tide on Spotify. Follow our playlist. We have good jams. You'll love it. I promise. Yes. No, that's it. That's it. We're done. God, like and subscribe. Jeez. Remember to like and subscribe. <laughs> We've never said that before. All right. Bye-bye. Well, I was leaving in a hurry. It's all the goddamn money it done. Money and the drugs. It's just goddamn beyond everything. What's it mean? What's it leading to? You know, if you'd have told me 20 years ago, I'd see children walking the streets of our Texas towns with green hair, bones in their noses. I just flat out wouldn't have believed you. Signs and wonders. But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, the rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. It is not the one thing. Not the one thing.